Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, this is your host, Jim Ventura. If it is your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, uh, I've actually been doing the show for a couple of years now. We uh, generally run every Thursday at around 3.30 p.m. Phoenix time, which is Mountain or technically now it's actually Pacific. Uh, for usually um, anywhere from a half hour to an hour show, depending on uh, how long we decide to run. And uh, anyway, uh, I am a, an author and a uh, navigational consultant. Uh, my skills are in astrology and numerology and tarot and uh, animal cards and runestones. And I've worked with a lot of different oracles over the years. In fact, I do personal uh, sessions uh, with people here in my home office here in Phoenix, and also by phone, of course, I do private consultations. And you can check all that info, uh, information out on my website if you're looking to book a uh, private appointment with me, uh, and uh, highly recommend it. Uh, also an author, I wrote a book a few years back called Dirty Little Secrets. That's available also through my website, or you can catch that on Amazon, uh, Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura, and I'll be publishing my second book, with uh, by the, probably by the end of this year called Snake Oil Volume 1, which is a collection of my uh, my first few years column. Uh, we do do the Snake Oil column every month. If you're not already on my mailing list, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or VenturaWord at Mac.com, and I will absolutely add you to the free uh, newsletter mailing list so you can get the column uh, today's show, uh, usually my format that I, I tend to follow is uh, my first show of each month, of course, is my, uh, is my uh, when I, I read my actual column and then talk about that specific subject. And generally with the second show, I'll usually do an interview show. Uh, I'm actually uh, uh, I'm looking at who I'm going to get as a guest the next time, but I may actually have to skip the interview show next month. But usually my third and fourth show of each month, uh, which today would be one of my third shows of the month, is um, the uh, viewer or listener show where people can call in and ask questions and uh, have uh, make comments and all that good stuff accordingly. Uh, so we're going to do a little bit of a shorter show here today because I have a few things that are kind of pressing on me, but I do have about a half hour. So uh, I'm going to put that call-in number up in just a few minutes if anybody wants to call in and has a specific question about any, any metaphysical subject. Uh, or we can do a quick five-minute little mini-reading if uh, someone has a specific question and pull an oracle or two and see what we come up with for you on that particular subject. Uh, but we'll keep it to uh, just about five minutes for each caller, though, uh, in case we start getting hit with a number of callers so everyone can kind of get through and be able to ask a, a question, again, uh, personally or, uh, or again, just, uh, you know, a lot of times people have questions about astrology or, or numerology. In fact, I think I'm going to start off talking a little bit about that today. And, again, in a little few, few minutes I'll put the phone number up uh, for any of my listeners who want to call in but you're certainly welcome to just listen in today also. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about numerology because, yeah, actually, I ran a promotional special through kind of a Groupon-like promotion recently to kind of advertise the business. And uh, what I had done is I offered a promotion for uh, numerology and tarot. And it's funny because a lot of people have never had their numerology done, 
And if you have never had uh, your numerology done, it's similar in some ways to having an astrological chart done. Uh, you know, you, basically the name itself in numerology sets up basically our personality traits, our characteristics. Uh, in fact, when you break down the name, and usually typically we'll, we'll work with a, uh, a birth certificate name unless there was some type of an issue with that along the way. Uh, you basically, you know, everyone has what's called a destiny number, which is a sum of the entire name itself, which is kind of their larger purpose. And then people also have uh, heart's desire numbers, which is kind of actually the sum of the vowels of the name, and that tells what the heart wants, what makes you feel good, what we tend to strive for. And then we also have personality numbers, which are really uh, like the, you know, the sum of the consonants in our name. They represent our our basic disposition, or you know, sometimes we call it the strength number. In that sense, it represents uh, the way other people often see us, um, the point of view that we we tend to kind of uh, the self that we show to other people. It, it really can be kind of the rock bed of who we are in many ways. But also, you can get into some other in- interesting information with numerology. There are habit challenges. You know what we tend to do when we get stressed. There are karmic numbers, uh, meaning where we have karmic lessons to learn in this lifetime. And then also, um, you know, karmic strength numbers where we have particular skills and abilities. And then, of course, when you work with your date of birth, we call that the birth path. That's actually what we've come here to do. You know, as we get older, we tend to kind of begin to sort of take on the characteristics of the birth path when we, uh, we, because we walk through it and we live those things. You know, if you're born on the sixth or have a sixth birth path, uh, you know, it's a path of service, of teaching, of harmony, of healing, of um, of guiding, of inspiring. And uh, typically uh, people who have six birth paths often get involved in service professions as nurses and doctors and psychologists and teachers and therapists and, you know, all kinds of uh, people that tend to work with others and want to kind of guide and want to inspire and, uh, and, and, and uplift in some respects. You often get a lot of mothers and fathers. So, of course, it's very interesting to look at these different numbers because they really do apply to what, uh, for many of, us, uh, many of us that we've come here to do and, and part of our path that we walk. So there's a lot to numerology, um, just as there's a lot to astrology. In fact, astrology is probably even more complicated. But um, I recently actually taught a numerology class, and uh, I had a number of students that were really amazed, I guess, uh, by the amount of information that was available through for looking at your numbers um, and numerology to me is a little easier to learn than astrology, uh, but I've also been doing this promotion, and uh, I ran it as a kind of a tarot card reading promotion, but I have been doing a little bit of people's numerology, and uh, it's been nice to see the, the, you know, the responses that I've gotten to that. Uh, people have been really amazed at, at how uh, insightful and how interesting it is that your numbers can kind of tell you that much about yourself. So we'll talk a little bit more about this subject of numerology today, uh, but I do want to put the call-in number in case anyone uh, has a specific uh, uh, topic they want to ask about or a question uh, for the remainder of the show. Um, the guest call-in number here is uh, 646-200-3966. And if I get a number of callers, uh, we might have to, uh, you know, you just have to be patient and wait on the line for a bit until I can get to everybody. But uh uh, like I said, we'll, we'll try to give everyone at least a five-minute window of, of uh, question or time in that sense, and we'll see how that directs us today. 
So, okay, back to the numerology thing. I'll throw that call in number up again in a little bit. Uh, again, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show uh, because I have a few things that are pressing today. In fact, uh, I actually have we, – we, I'm here in Phoenix, and, of course, we're kind of at the peak of the summer. Of course, it's 107, 109 degrees out, and your AC is running all the time. And I kind of have – I have a brand-new AC unit on the roof of my condo, but in the um, home itself – the interior, uh, you know, the, the interior wiring of the AC is is older, and that since it does need to be replaced, of course it still works, but I kind of run across this very funny thing at this time of year because there's sort of a condensation water buildup that happens because of the humidity and other factors, and I end up um, getting some, like, leakage, a little water droplets sometimes that will pop out. Usually in July and August this happens, and usually it's over by September, but I get this uh, leakage that comes through. So uh, the funny part is the AC main unit part is right at my front door. And uh, so sometimes, like, when clients come in and out, <laughs> they'll get hit with a water droplet or two on their head. Uh, of course, it's clean water, fortunately. But uh, it is rather funny to see the uh, to see that, uh, that happen. A little embarrassing on my part. But, you know, not that much I can do about it in that sense. <laughs> i got to kind of deal with that reality. And, uh, you know, replacing the interior unit is probably about three grand because uh, it's most drywall and a few other things. So that's not really on the high priority list right now in a practical way. I think the one I hate the most is my cat because usually in the evening my cat wants to go sit outside on the front porch stoop, so to speak, for a little bit. And uh, for her to get around the water drops is particularly terrifying. Cats, as a general rule, are not particularly fond of water. That uh, probably comes as no surprise to anybody. Uh, in that sense, so uh, that is kind of a uh, funny little reality there. Anyway, so I got my water droplets dripping, but uh, again, pretty minor in a larger scale of things. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm going to come back to the numerology thing, is, and this will probably be helpful to some of the listeners, uh, you, know, you know, again, a lot of people have been going through difficulty. I just had a client here who came in for a personal session, and she just recently lost her job, and she's looking for another job. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are going through, uh, you know, varying stages and degrees of difficulty right now. Uh, a lot of it's financial. Sometimes it's emotional. So, I mean, I think that has been somewhat of a lingering effect for a while now in that sense. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, you know, if you're going through your own difficulties, you know, hang in there in that sense. Uh, I always say this, too shall pass. Um, there definitely seems to be a lot of delays and a few other difficulties in the air at multiple levels. But, uh, you know, there is some wisdom in, in being able to kind of uh, just, you know, grin and bear it and understand that you might be going through difficulty now, but inevitably, you know, the good news about life is things change. Things don't always stay the same in that sense. So sometimes a difficult cycle or a difficult pattern can take a little while. But, again, I would say eventually – uh, things uh, will change if we're patient. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people struggle with impatience. I know I do myself, uh, and I think uh, we're being called in this day and age to have even more uh, patience in that sense. All right, we've got a, uh, let's see. Oh, hello. Uh, let me say a quick hello out to One Love 555 Good to see you. Uh, yes, it's been, a, it's been a little while since I've, I've seen you pop in here. Um I, again, I have to look. Uh, again, good to see you. I have to look at. I may begin to push the time a little bit later 
in the future because, again, I know a lot of people are working and have difficulty kind of catching the show, I think, at this time. Uh, it's funny because I get a tremendous amount of um, followers on archive. It seems to be when a lot of people are listening to the show when they can do it in the evening on their own time and in their own way. So um, I think that's great. Again, uh, that's why I, I just kind of talk away in here and talk about a subject. And uh, again, I remind a lot of people that um, you know the calls that they make can be very, very valuable for other people to hear as well too. So it looks like we've got a caller here. So I'm going to take this call for about five minutes here. And all right, let's see what we're doing here. Hello, seven eight six. Hello, you're on air. Can you hear me? Try that again. Okay, hello, can you hear me? Hmm, we must have some kind of difficulty here because uh, I'm not getting. I got the call connected, but for some reason it's not coming through. So you might want to try calling in again. We must be having some type of a technical difficulty because I see the uh, 786 here. Uh, try and try again uh, if you can. In that sense, if you have any trouble, again, sometimes this happens with the phone issue. Um, try it again, and we'll see if we can get you back on. And worst case scenario, um, you could also hop into the chat room and ask a question to that place as well, too, and then I can answer that on air if uh, if we, we, we get kind of stuck. All right? So just an option. Anyway, so uh, we'll wait to see if we get uh, another caller. Again, the call-in number here is 646-200-3966. And uh, I'll be on air for about another 15, 20 minutes. So if you want to try to call in again, uh, you're welcome to do so. Otherwise, I'm going to keep talking about this numerology thing here. Um, so anyway, we were talking a little bit about numerology. And, you know, what's one of the things that I also tell people is, you know, numbers will tend to follow us around. You know, I had a, uh, back in my early 20s, I had a roommate who was in his late 30s at the time uh, to 40. And he had had a... Uh, he had lived in a number of different places. And um, it's funny because when we did the numerology, every place he'd ever lived in had been a nine uh, as sort of the total of the numerology. In fact, that's the home we were living in. Uh, we shared a, a house together briefly, and he was living, we were living in a nine. And when I told him that, we started looking at all the, the five or six places, including his childhood home, and he had lived in nines all of his life. And he was really amazed by that. I guess I wasn't so amazed by it. I think it's kind of a, a far more normal thing than a lot of people would imagine in that sense. Um, uh, that, again, numbers will tend to follow us around. We have lucky numbers. We have numbers that tend to follow us. But what's interesting about numerology is when you begin to really, really look at it, you realize that those numbers have meaning in that sense, uh, the numbers one through nine. So I'm going to run through those numbers for everybody, but I think I want to try. I think the caller is trying again, so I'm going to see if I can get the caller first and and talk to this individual for a few minutes, and we'll come back to the numbers. Okay, you are on air, 786. Can you hear me? Mm. 786, can you hear me? don't know why we're having problems. Uh, yeah, you're on air, but for some reason I'm not getting any sound. Uh, yeah, I, 11555, I kind of thought it might be you. Um, yeah, for some reason, um, yeah, you can hear me, but I'm not getting any sound from your phone. So why don't you, what I'm going to suggest is, because it sounds like you have a question, why don't you type in your question, 
and then uh, yeah, I, I, you can type in your question, and then I'll I'll, I'll pull an oracle for you, and we can try that also, uh, or, or give it another shot from another number. Okay, so I don't know what is going on with the phones today. So okay, try it from another number. Uh, hopefully, you can get through uh, at some point. Uh, yeah, I, have, I haven't had this issue before, but again, sometimes kind of weird things happen with the system, and the uh, the call system isn't necessarily working. So give it another shot. Okay. So while we wait for uh, one love five 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 to uh, attempt to see if we can get through, and if you and, and and if you do, if you have trouble again, then again, my suggestion would be to uh, you know if you've got a, if you want a quick um, question answer then uh, just type it in in the uh, chat room and then I'll just answer on air since you can hear me anyway so that can work if you're not able to get through okay well, let's see all right so we got another call in here 626 you're on air hello oh yeah there we go okay I can hear you oh so maybe it was my cell phone <laughs> yeah sometimes uh, yeah cell phones weird. sometimes do that yeah yeah it, very it weird Okay, I'm so sorry. Now, now I'm worried about it. Hopefully, it just was acting up that one time. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Okay, what's your name? Monica. Monica. Okay, sure. Okay, Monica. Uh, your reason for your call? Um, my question, question to you is, um, um, I feel like there's just a major, major transition going on with me, my boyfriend, and I just wanted to know, um, you know, what his state of mind right now is um, in regards to a message I sent to him like at the end of June um, in regards to our relationship like before I was just giving him little by little but I finally just told him everything straight on and exactly what I want him to do I basically told him you know I if you want to make this work like you tell me this is what I would like you to do I would like you to work your way up to show that you exist in my life and um, you know meet my family and see how they will react to you but I told him there's a complicated part to it because I told him the same scenario you told me when I first met you is the same scenario that you're going to play out when you meet my parents because he told me something that I discovered later, which is not bad to me because I know what what it is and stuff. But in regards to my family, he will ha- they will like look at him kind of weird and like, are you serious, you know? And so I don't want to get into that aspect, but I just want to know where he is with the message and how he's processed what I told him and when you see that there will be a forward movement in, our, in this relationship. Okay. All right. Let me let me see what I can get on that. Just give me a minute or two, and we'll see what we pick up on that Thank particular you. question. No problem. All right. Let's see where he is. Um Let's see where you are. Um, okay. So, all right. This, you know, I'm, I'm actually okay. So, here's what I'm hearing here. I, I, I'm hearing that he hasn't um, turned away completely from this. Although I do feel like this kind of a retreat. Have you not heard from him in a little while? Um, well, like I spoke to him like about a week ago, but it, it, our pattern of communication is a little different, so it's not like weird that I haven't heard from him. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I, yeah, yeah but I haven't heard I'm, him. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not because uh, what I'm what I'm getting what I'm hearing if there if there does seem to be a retreat, it's not a, 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 a an extreme retreat by any means. I'm I'm hearing that it's not out of the ordinary fully or that. 
there is an element of contemplation, but I'm also feeling like it has to do with sort of the details of life also yeah. to some extent. So what comes up in this is because you asked about where, where his mental state was. So I pulled, you know, I, it's, it's funny because I pulled a rune for, um, a rune stone for, for where he was and where you are. Because I thought I'd kind of let you know what the comparison is, okay? okay? Okay. So what came up for him is the blank rune, and for you it came up the rune of flow. So that is uh, definitely an interesting kind of combination. The blank rune means that he hasn't decided yet what kind of action to take. Mm-hmm. Now, he's in a space of attempting to figure out what kind of action to take and what he should necessarily do. And I'm definitely feeling like there is a certain amount of, um, of, of pressure in that sense about how he is to kind of maneuver here in that sense. But what I'm also hearing is that he wants to maneuver. So he hasn't retreated in the sense that he's running away. He's just not sure how to necessarily proceed at this point. And actually what I'm hearing is he's evaluating and he hasn't made up his mind on which way to proceed yet. Yeah, so, I feel like he's like touring and like trying to figure out which way, what do I do? That's why I feel yeah, like Yeah, I feel like he's he's really vacillating. That's the word I keep kind of hearing about which way to go. But what I'm also hearing is he hasn't lost his pull toward you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that he's not sure which way to necessarily proceed at this point. You know, it's funny okay. because when I pulled the rune for you, it came up the rune of flow, and it sort of means that you actually are pretty sure what you want here. Yes. In that sense. Um, what is it that you fear that that's connected with the family? About uh, them with my side or his or? side? Well, he he has like a little baggage that I wasn't aware of. He kept for me. He um there he first first I mean um he is a little older than me in age, nothing too extreme, but something right. that my parents wouldn't like. To um he he's not married or anything, but he has kids with another woman that I wasn't aware of, and um he told me that he had um only two kids when he really does have like three kids. And right, I told right. him that he would have to say that he only has two kids because three kids are just too much for my parents to take, especially that I've never been married in my life. And they're going to be like, what baggage are you entering into? Are you sure you want to do right. this? And you know what I mean? So I told him the same scenario that you told me, you tell them. You know what I mean? And pl- because in reality, your parents, um, they don't have any emotions towards the person that you're going to bring. They can care less about that person. Right. You know, so they're only going to remember the bad thing. You know what I mean? So I have this, you know, unseen force and, and you know, attraction and love towards this person that my parents don't, you know, so you have to really be on his best, best behavior and try right. to really impress them, you know, so, and, and it's going to be, you know, and it's also, it's a different culture that he's in, too, we're the same faith, but different culture, and that's going to be a little different, it's, 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 it, it feels almost like so wrong, but then so right at the same time, it feels like a Romeo right, right. and Juliet type of um, relationship, where it's like, his family might be like, oh, you know, it, it just it's it just very complicated, and I just want. And I told him, do you feel like we we can have the backbone to weather the storm? And he's like, yes, we we do. You know, our passion never ended. And he's telling me all those Shakespeare words, but I'm putting his words into test because, of course, he can say whatever he wants, but to really put it in action is that is that is what I want to see. I don't want to hear all these Shakespeare words. I, you know, so he's telling me he wants to make this work because I remember when I told you a while back that I actually attempted to break up with him, and he was 
got shook up and was like, no, but, you know, because he wasn't telling me anything. He was keeping me in limbo and just letting this drag on, and I just exploded. And I said, you know what, you're ignoring me, and I don't like this. You know, maybe it's not best that we do this. And, you know, but he, he searched his heart. He said, you know, I, I want to make this work. But now I'm putting his, his words in his mouth, and I'm like, well, I want to see progress. And, you know, but in loving words, I'm just telling him, look, this is what I want you to do and work up that you do because I'm not going to sneak out like I'm in high school to see you anymore. It's not it's right, not right. fair. It's not cool, you know. So I he has to make a, a, a decision, and I want to know when do you feel that this decision, you know, when will he be ready to take that stepping stone and be like, you know, I'm going for this. Right. Okay. So here's what I'm I'm kind of hearing. So I I, have, I answer that two ways. Um, the first thing that I'm hearing is um, what 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 spirit's telling me is they're saying that. You know, as weird as it sounds, there is kind of a reflective mirror back here in that sense because the, the issue that I see for for really for both of you in some respects is there's kind of no question that there is kind of a chemistry here and an attraction mm-hmm. and a pull. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, the, the issue with the family and that acceptance is really an issue for both of you. Mm-hmm. Because it is uh, on your part, you know, I, I absolutely get the, the the connection to the family and to stay in good graces and all of those things. But at a deeper level, this is also a commitment for you to kind of pull in and be willing to kind of say, "Hey, I know he's not necessarily the ideal, or perfect guy, but he's a guy that I love." Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's tough, and and I'm hearing, believe it or not, that y- your family they might object a bit. Um, with this uh, at first and and cause a a little bit of their own havoc in that sense along the way. But inevitably they'll accept it. And that's what's so funny because that's what I'm hearing is I feel like the two of you coming together is kind of almost inevitable. And mm-hmm. that these blocks that you're are coming up, up along the way. You said you were coming to. You said you you're breaking up. You said the two of you coming together is almost what, and you broke it's up. Inevitable. A little bit. Oh, okay. In other words, that's why, because you're feeling that there's an element of, um, you know, Romeo and Juliet kind of fadedness about this in yeah. that sense. So what I see is what has to happen is both have to adapt a little bit. He has to kind of step up to the plate and not yeah. be so afraid of, of the repercussions of, of really committing to this fully in that yeah. sense. And then the, on your part, what you have to do is you have to also be willing to say to your family, listen, I love you guys. We have a certain faith and a certain perception, but I can't help who I love. Exactly. And, yeah, and I'm going to yeah. do this, you know what I mean, support me, yeah. you know, uh, and, and be willing to do that. Because listen to, I want to read something directly to you. I pulled a rune for you. Okay. And let me read this to you because you're going to find this to be very, very interesting in that sense. I asked about where things were heading with this and this is the rune that comes up. Um, it's called the goose. It means flow, water, and that which conducts. Okay, let me read this to you. You can kind of hear it, and all the listeners can hear this too. Uh, he says, unseen powers are active here, powers that nourish, shape, and connect. The attributes of this rune are water, fluidity, the ebb and flow of emotions, of vocations, and relationships. The goose fulfills your desire to immerse yourself in the experience of living without having to evaluate or understand. It speaks to the satisfaction of emotional needs, to the awakening of the intuitive or lunar side of your nature, 
But while the sun strives for differentiation, the moon draws us toward union and merging. This rune often call, signals a time for cleansing, for revaluing, reorganizing, and realigning. A rune of deep knowing, Laguz may call you to study spiritual matters in readiness for self-transformation. Success now lies in contacting your intuitive knowing and attuning to your own rhythms. Rune of the self relating rightly to the self, Laguz signifies what alchemists call the conjunctio, or sacred mm-hmm. match. In fairy tales, it is the end where the hero and heroine live happily ever after. Yeah. So I get the goosebumpy thing as I read it. You know, mm-hmm. you guys are coming to each other one way or another, but it's just mm-hmm. been one series of delays and obstacles along the way, and they really are in their own way. They're coming back and forth between the two of you mm-hmm. because you are drawn to him, but then he does have a few qualities that are less than idea. He he, he threw a little bullshit into the mix. Mm-hmm, uh, you know yes, what I mean? And that's definitely, yeah, definitely going to bring up a little bit of a cause for alarm in that respect as well. But I feel at a core, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. You know I mean? I he is. Yeah, I don't feel like he's really, I think he just kind of got a little nervous. He sort of said the right thing. He's a little overwhelmed by you in some respects as well, but then drawn to you at the same time. So what I'm going to suggest, and I'm going to tell you what I'm kind of feeling here, is what I would suggest is really just kind of commit to trusting, even though your logical mind is probably beating the crap out of you, if you mm-hmm. trust your heart and your intuitiveness on this, you know that you're really pulling toward merging here in that sense. It's just that yeah. your head is killing you. You know, exactly. you're analyzing it, you're worrying about it. What if this happens? What if my parents, you know, get totally yeah. mad at me and upset? You know what I mean? What about, well, what about, what thing- about? Exactly. Well, I sent a message um, exactly June 25th, and I told him, you know, because I know it was about to take it, and I said, you don't have to answer me right away, just food for thought, but let me know if you don't want to do it. I don't want to force you to do something you don't want to do. Right. You know, I told him, you know, just so he he didn't feel like he was on the hot spot. I just said, you don't have to answer me. He's like, okay, cool. You know, and I kind of played it off, like, and then I started, like, a new conversation, but he knows that I'm thinking about it. So I'm wondering when will he be fully processed and know what to do, like, and how, you know, and what action. And he like how yeah, you know, like how has he how much has he processed so far? Right, he's pro- I, I want to say he's processed probably about almost three quarters of it. Okay. So what I'm hearing is there seems to be some definitive movement around this from his end. I hate to mm-hmm. use dates, but they're being that specific with me, so I'm going to go with it. Okay. I'm hearing like by around, but something around like August 25th or August 26th. Okay. Yeah, that's like much- could, could, oh, could be. I mean, um, like. Um, have you heard of the month of Ramadan coming up? Uh-huh, it's yeah. like a religious month. So we're, we're both the Ooh. same faith, and we fast like that whole month. It's, it's this month this year. So it's a very uh, spiritual month. So it's po- it could possibly be like that holiday at the end of the month. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very much. It's interconnected with that time because I feel like, you know, it looks like a happier event. It looks like um, a feeling of okay, we're kind of moving forward here in that sense, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, you guys are dealing, you know, in some ways with a kind of a classic um, tragedy here. You'll get a kick out of this because I, I met someone recently too who is kind of hardcore Mormon, oh. and I couldn't be less hardcore Mormon <laughs> or anything for that matter. So it's funny yeah. because there's a tremendous pull, but I can recognize that that's a very, very tough you know, religious yeah. philosophy and perception to deal with around a number of different areas. So it's funny, but um, because the pull is there, 
But, uh, yeah. you know, again, I, I have to laugh because I have to kind of stand back and say, okay, i got to let this unfold. Um, but, I, I, you know, I've dealt with this pattern before in different contexts, and I think so have you. But, but I think the thing to remember here is that you are um, – you are very much, uh, there is a pull between the two of you. And the, the feeling that I'm getting is that the, really the potential is there for love to win out over this. Yeah, because I think areas. love yeah. is like the overcomes any other obstacles. You can bend it, twist it, but ultimately if it's meant to be and it's there, it's going to work out, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, so look toward around, like I said, toward the, the end of the month, there seems to be, some like more harmonious energy around this and more communication. And that's what I'm going to say to you also too. You know, just be, you know, be very, very, you know, it's okay to be, you know, immersed in your faith and to respect your family's values. And not only is it okay, but I mean, it's important, you know, yeah, at some level. Yeah. But we kind of have to remember that at a deeper level, love is kind of funny that way because it, you know, it might pull us away in some respects that can, can be a little bit troublesome to the family in some respects. I feel like there is a little bit of that here, but it's really all still pretty minimal in that okay. he's not, you know, again, you could, you know, you're not going after a criminal here. You no, know, he's not definitely after... not. <laughs> no, it's not. Unless he's on the 100 wanted list. No, he's definitely not yeah, that. I'm not, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not, right, I'm not feeling that. I'm like, you know, I mean, this is a, it's a less of the evils, <laughs> but, you know, I think, I mean, it's so rare that we find the perfect person that our family totally, like, pats us on the back. Yeah. Oh, now you found the perfect one. You know I mean? That'd be nice if exactly. that happened, but a lot of times it doesn't, you know? Even if I bring the president of the United States, they're still going to bust yeah. the chop. You know, and if family something wrong with them. Yeah, of course, because it's also <laughs> their protectiveness of you, you yes. know, as well, and wanting the best for you, which is what love is. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, people always act from love, even though sometimes it doesn't look that way. You know what I mean? Uh, in yeah. that sense. And, that's why I feel like the duality in him is he really does want to be with you, but then he doesn't want to totally upset the family. He's not sure about how to approach this. So, you know, when you put the guard down, too, and say, okay, you know, I'm going to go forward with this no matter what, in that sense, you'll see that that will actually begin to move this forward. Okay. I see. And so you said the end of August is uh, Yeah, look for that. I'm looking good. It's really funny, and they just keep they keep smacking me in the head with like around August 26th, like 25th, 26th, 28th. There's something about that being very significant. Uh, it might okay. even come a little sooner, but it, they keep saying it's the end of August. Okay. So. And when do you see that I will physically see him? Um, we've been trying to meet up. I finally, I, when I sent him that message, because um, I said, okay, I'll put my guards down and you know, right. give in and let you see me. I said, just be careful with my heart. It's fragile and don't hurt me. And I just told him, look, this is what I want you to do. And that's when I gave him that big old message, you know, when I said, I want you to meet my family. I like, I want you to work right. your way up and show that you exist. Because I said mentally, physically, emotionally, I just can't do that anymore. It's too much for me. And yeah. I want to, you know, make this work, you know. So um, when do you yeah. feel that I will see physically? him? Yeah, I keep but. hearing I keep hearing that that is gonna that's part of what I think is going to be the conversation and the connectedness toward the end of August. But um, the physical element, I feel like for some reason they're hitting me with late September, early October that there's oh, okay. a plan to actually get together. Yeah. Okay, is that um, with family or just me? I think it's going to be with you, but I I think that um, you can open up the idea of connecting with family at that time. I okay. feel like it's going to be talked about. 
in that sense. But I feel like it's important for you guys to get together first. Yes, definitely. And then clarify that, and then you might find a window open to, and then just kind of, you know, maybe do it in a, a little bit more of a casual kind of a way that isn't so overwhelming in that yeah, sense. Yeah, you're right. So I think that that will, will be a big help. But I'm hearing by early October. Okay. 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 Thank right. you so much, Jim. You're always Good insightful. Good to talk to you again. Likewise. Absolutely. I'm glad to always talk to you here, so thanks for, Thank for calling in. All Have right. a lovely rest of the show. Bye. All right, very good. Thank you for that call, Monica. So, yeah, we actually have talked before on other shows in that sense. And that is that is a funny kind of um, uh, experience that I think a lot of people go through in that sense. Is You know, what your heart wants and uh, what you, you'd ideally want with the heart in that sense and um, what your family might agree with and certain religious values and other things really can be at, at cross-purposes at times. Um, I think, you know, something deeper within all of us that, you know, we don't, we ideally like everything to kind of flow harmoniously where parents agreed with the person that we chose. And, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know how often that really, really occurs because I think for most people, you know, you're going to probably disappoint your family at some level. You know, I mean, for instance, you can, you know, ideally have a, um, you know, you can fall in love with someone and then your parents are waiting for you to have grandchildren and then you decide you're not going to have grandchildren or you're only going to have one child or, you know, uh, you know, or you marry someone of the wrong race or the wrong religion. I mean, I think these things come up a lot in our experiences and in our relationships, um, you know, more often than we'd uh, than we would necessarily like. But I think that that's also part of developing autonomy in this world, in that sense. And uh, you know, truly, when you ultimately partner with someone, you know, the philosophy, of course, is that that becomes the priority in that sense. I don't. I think it's always kind of dangerous on the other side when you. If you partner with someone and that person doesn't want you to have any connection with your family or friends or anything of that nature, too, that kind of gets cuckoo bird in the other direction. I think we always have to kind of strive for a certain amount of balance in that sense in our um, in our relationships, in our world. But, you know, we can do it. We can, we can find a way to, to, to have some level of harmony. And really, I always think that that harmony really has to come from within you first. You have to feel um, at peace with yourself and the circumstances and where you are in that sense. And then usually when we have internal peace, then we have outer peace. Uh, or even if we don't right away have outer peace, then the craziness that's going on around us is less likely to bother us or, or hurt us or offend us in any way. We don't react to it as strongly. In fact, I'm always kind of teaching this uh, you know, to clients uh, when I work with people that you know, it isn't really the outer circumstances that are the problem. It's our response to them. In fact, ultimately, as individuals, we can develop the skills and ability to really, really become um, happy, you know, thriving, self-sufficient people no matter what's going on around us when we, we eliminate the buttons that people find uh, in, in their, you know, ability to, you know, to push our buttons, when we get rid of the buttons in that sense. I know for me, it, it's funny because my column in my show is called Snake Oil. I'll give you a great example of this. Um, you know, the reason I came up with the, the title Snake Oil was because you know, I've been involved in the metaphysical field in one form or another for 20-something years now. And, um, you know, what's funny about that is, you know, there were times when, when, I, when people had called me a snake oil salesman. They'd say, oh, Jim, you know, I, I, even, even this very day, sometimes I'll run across people and I'll say I'm an astrologer or and people look at me like, oh, you really believe in all that stuff? I'm like, well, 
it isn't a question of belief. I've studied it, and it's very valid. And when used correctly, it works very, very well in the first place in that sense. But I remember years back when I was younger, you know, sometimes I'd be uncomfortable in saying what I did. I would be a little bit like worried that someone might judge me, whether they were very religious or just very scientific on the other side, and, and think that I was kind of again a snake oil salesman. So being a typical Sagittarius, I took another route eventually, which was I figured out that uh, rather than fight up against <laughs> the area where I was uncomfortable, I'd just dive in humorously and just be willing to, uh, to uh, you know, just say, this is what I am, you know what I mean? I'm a snake oil salesman in that sense. And, uh, you know, it was a very fun thing to do, and it really was what actually launched my column also, too, to call it that. And, uh, you know, snake oil salesmen were quite the healers, actually. They often had the potions and the lotions and the things that would help and guide and really in many cases actually fix people. And whether they, their potions actually fixed them or it was just their belief that they were fixed, uh, either way, the result was in essence the same. So, you know, it's one of the things that I always kind of highly recommend to a lot of people is, you know, we have all these blocked up areas where we feel uncomfortable or ashamed or um, not necessarily right in the world, you know, find the humor in it. Poke fun at yourself a little bit in the best possible sense of, of that and realize that, you know, we're all good people. And our quirks and our oddness and the things that are, uh, are different about us really in many ways can inevitably become our strengths. And, you know, it's tough because I know when with people who are very heavily influenced by some of the more hardcore religions and things, sometimes it's harder to, you know, to break um, through some of those those dynamics. But one of the things that I, I had recently told um, uh, someone, and I'll, I'll share this with all my listeners, is, you know, it's really funny because the word sin in its original sense absolutely, actually meant to um, to miss the mark. Like when you're you're sinning, really the meaning behind that is it's like shooting at a bullseye and missing. If you shoot at a bullseye and you don't hit the bullseye in the middle, well, then you, you keep working at it until you become a better marksman in that sense. And that's actually what the word sin meant in its original format. And, you know, a lot of people, religious people, have, have, you know, become consumed with the idea that everyone around them is a sinner because they feel that they're a sinner and all those things. It's one of the reasons why I actually am a very spiritual person and I absolutely believe in God and all those things, but I've never been much for um, a lot of religious things because I find that, um, to me, you know, I don't necessarily need a religion to be spiritual or, or philosophical in that sense. And I understand people's draw to it. Sometimes the ceremonies and the rituals are very, very appealing in that context. But in essence, again, it's never been something that I've really been drawn to. I was actually originally raised Catholic, and I, I just found that it was too restrictive, even though there were some beautiful things within Catholicism, as there are in all religions and philosophies. But I found that I could take pieces from different things and form it into my own philosophy and my own perspective. Okay. On that note, we've only got a couple more minutes to the show, so I want to thank uh, Monica... Uh, for her call, um, I'm sure you helped a lot of people with that, believe me, more than you might know. And also, uh, kind of a couple of people jumping in and out of the chat room here. Uh, welcome Gemini Diva to our show as well. And uh, anyway, anyone who uh, tried to call and couldn't get through, we appreciate your try. We had a little difficulty along the lines. Um, I'm actually going to be um, off next week because I'm going to be in San Diego for a couple of days taking a vacation from this oppressive heat but I will be back the following Thursday for another show, and that's my first show of the month where I read my column, and we'll talk about that, and then, of course, open up the phone lines again as well. 
So I've only got about another minute here, so I just want to finish off by saying, uh, you know, thank everyone for tuning into the show, whether you listen to it live or listen to it in in archives. Uh, and I always appreciate the calls and the comments and the insight. If you're not already getting my monthly column, absolutely feel free to email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or AdventureWords at Mac.com. And I'll add you to my mailing list. The column's free. It's called Snake Oil, and it is blind copy, so no one will ever get your email address from me. Very protective of those things. Uh, check out my website if you want to look at any personal sessions, because uh, I do do those by phone, of course. And also, you can check out my books and classes and various other things that I do along the way. So again, this is Jim Ventura. Thank you for tuning into Snake Oil Radio today. Again, we'll be back in two weeks for another show, and I'm here almost every Thursday. And I'll also be launching another uh, radio show, which I'll talk to you guys about in the next couple of weeks, too, on a completely different subject, but we'll still have Snake Oil Radio running. All right, again, Jim Ventura signing out. Happy Thursday to everybody, and thank you to all my guests, all my listeners, as always. And I will catch up with you in the next couple of weeks. All right, cheers.